Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews. Like anything else, if you can analyze what caused your error correctly, then you're, you're home free. But if you just kind of, oh, well, I three-putted, well, why did you three-putt? There's a big difference between being 50 foot in the hole because you hit a terrible iron or three-putting from 15 foot, which would really bother me because then it was a speed issue because you didn't roll it close enough to the hole. Taking you beyond the ropes. I'm not sure what was going on. Angel, you all right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were going to expose me, but I was at Bevmo. Uh, I got a Patron margarita mixer, and I got some kombucha. Theater. Now, I take it that's not all just for tonight. <laughs> Unforgettable stories. Actually, you know, Hogan didn't cut the ball. So when he got rid of the hook and the ball went straight, in Hogan's mind, that was a cut. Times I played with him when he'd say, I kind of fanned that one, I cut that one in there. It didn't cut in my mind, it would have went dead straight. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Welcome to the program on this Monday, recounting a week of golf that was absolutely amazing and very emotional. You had the Women's Open at Royal Troon. I'm not sure if you guys had a chance to catch much of that coverage, but it, because it was on early, and then... Uh, it switched from Golf Channel to NBC for the very closing holes. I think it was 16, 17, and 18, if I'm not mistaken. But it was so cool to watch the way that Sophia Popoff was able to close it off and then to see and hear how emotional she was because here you had a golfer that really had no significant status at all, had not in, in her career accomplished anything of significance by by measure, but even in, in a small comparison in terms of what she was able to capture this past week, which was the Women's Open. So here is Sophia, very emotional, talking about the hard toil and what it took to get to where she is now. Honestly, uh, I don't even know if I can get anything out of my mouth. Um, it feels amazing. Um, there's a lot of hard work behind it and a lot of struggles that I went through the last six years, especially health-wise. And I'm just glad I was able to overcome everything and, you know, keep my head in it. I knew I was capable. I just, uh, I had a lot of obstacles thrown in my way and I just, I'm glad I stuck with it. You know, I, I, I almost quit playing last year, so thank God I didn't. <laughs> Isn't that cool? All right, this is from uh, LPGA.com. This uh, particular piece was written by Steve Eubanks. He writes, first things first, Sophia Popoff ranked 304th in the world and having never won on the LPGA Tour or Symmetra Tour, captured the 2020 AIG Women's Open with a final round score of 67 for a seven under par total, two shots clear of Jasmine Suanapura and three clear of Minji Lee. As extraordinary as a recitation of facts might be, and it's one of the biggest stories in all of sports in 2020, 
All week at Royal Troon on the Ashare coast of Western Scotland offered so much more than a dry recounting of final results. It had everything you'd want in a major, particularly as the best women golfers in the world made their debut appearance on one of the great Lynx courses anywhere in the world. It had two rounds of survival in conditions so miserable that some players, including Nelly Corda, number four in the Rolex rankings, had a hard time standing and walking with 40 mile per hour wind gusts on Thursday and Friday, followed by a beautiful Scottish week weekend. Dog walkers on the beach. A wind is a mere zephyrs. Sprinkles of rain didn't return until the leaders reached the 11th fairway on Sunday, and that was in dead calm. The week also offered a nod to strange times which we live in with a player named Lindsay Weaver who couldn't get a caddy into the COVID bubble contending into the weekend while pushing her own trolley. It had big names making late runs, including N.B. Park, who put on a birdie barrage in the final round to become one of only four players to finish the week under par. It had Popoff, a German native and a California accent that she has, whose only wins of late have come on the Cactus Tour near her U.S. home, which is in Arizona. The 27-year-old, who has never finished a season inside of the top 100 on the LPGA Tour money list, missed her card at 2019's LPGA Q School by a single shot and was only in the field at the AIG Women's Open because of a top 10 finish at the Marathon Classic, a tournament she didn't realize she was even eligible in which to play. She said about getting into the marathon field then, quote, I was definitely shocked at the beginning. I didn't even realize that we were going to go as far down as the Symmetra Tour fill-in list. I had other players asking me, did you sign up? Because I see some other Symmetra Tour players in there. And I'm like, no, I pretty much, uh, I'm number one on the priority list. So if anybody gets in, it should be me. So I signed up and I got in. I think a lot of it was due to COVID because I think a lot of players didn't want to come to the States, either from Europe or Asia. So I obviously took advantage of that. And it was a bonus event for me. I took advantage of and used the opportunities to get in here, end quote, here, where she had a bogey-free 67 on Saturday that included an incredible eagle in the par 5 fourth after hitting a stinging driver from the fairway. gave Popoff her first 54-hole lead, not just in a major but in any LPGA event. She said to that, quote, there are going to be a lot of nerves on Sunday. I wouldn't, I'd be lying to you if it wasn't that way. Also, that's the way we play the sport, end quote. If there were nerves on Sunday, she didn't show it. Standing on the first tee, Popoff waved and smiled at her friends, her face and shoulders as relaxed as they were in the three weeks ago when she caddied for her friend Ann Van Dam and an LPGA drive-on championship. In the waning hours of the championship yesterday, the strategy became evident as comfortable as Popoff looked on the first tee. A rush of adrenaline caused a three-wood to fly further than normal, and the ball found a deep left bunker. From there, she wedged out, wedged on, and made a bogey, which had a lot of interest from the spectators saying, uh-oh, here we go. But on the next tee, she bounced back an eight-iron from 151 yards that stopped 12 feet away. She made that birdie, pumped her fist, and strode confidently to the third tee. At three, one of the fastest players in a women's game looked like one of the most confident, hitting an approach to 10 feet, making another birdie there after missing what would be considered makeable birdie efforts at four and five. Popov rolled in another 10-footer for birdie at the par five six and left a 12-footer at seven, two inches short of the hole. It was how a seasoned veteran with a wealth of victories would play in the final group in the final round of the majors. Stress-free pars with just enough birdies to make the field come to her. Several tried. Uh, 
Tuanapura reeled off four consecutive birdies in the front nine to climb within a shot of the lead and then added two straight on the back but got no closer. After eight consecutive pars from seven through the 14th holes, Popoff caught a great break on 15 when her tee shot inched left of a deep bunker from there. She hit an approach to 20 feet and made the putt for another birdie to widen her lead to four shots. She made it a five-shot margin with a 12-foot birdie putt on the 16th hole. A bogey in the 18th at that point was meaningless, but her victory, the first for a German woman, meant everything. Now, what you're about to hear is her best of from her press conference. And in it, she talks about some of those struggles that she overcame, some of them mental, some of them emotional, some of them very much physical. They all relate to each other. Here is the Women's Open champion for 2020. Over the moon. I don't. I honestly don't even know how to describe it in words. I, I tried to do it earlier on in the award ceremony, but I think no words will describe what I'm feeling right now. It's a, it's a mix of just overexcitement and emotions just all kinds of emotions and um i can't honestly can't quite believe it yet <laughs> it hasn't sunk in has it hit you yet how your life has just changed uh no i don't think so um earlier on i was <laughs> made aware that i got my lpga card back <laughs> and honestly that was like one of the biggest things that was on my mind the whole round was just uh you know getting my card back and and being back where i feel like i belong and um so it honestly hasn't sunk in and, and, and I don't even know what's going to, what's coming after this, but, um, I guess come at me. (laughs) I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about, um, some of the struggles that you've alluded to, um, health wise and injury wise during some of your other press conferences. Um, yeah, it's, it's honestly something I haven't really talked about a lot before, but, um, my rookie year, um, I started having a lot of health issues and honestly, we didn't even know what it was. And it took about a total of about 20 doctor visits, figure out three years later that, um, I had Lyme disease. And, um, at that point it was so chronic though, that, um, I just been struggling a lot with fatigue and, um, I mean, honestly, I had like 10 different symptoms. Um, and it was just very, it was a tough time to go through just because I didn't know what it was. And it took so long to pinpoint exactly what was going on. And for me to regain all my energy all my, I lost like 25 pounds and had to, had to regain all of that and, and get back to where I was before. And it was just a struggle and really only my, my inner circle knew about that until now. Can, can you speak a little bit about, it just seems like golf is able to throw up these extraordinary stories. And I just wonder what your, your take is that, you know, did you possibly dare dream this was, this could even happen when you arrived here and, and how it develops? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, honestly, uh, it, it is, I guess it is an incredible story. And I think just personally for me, um, I think that's why I kind of broke down on the 18th hole because it's just been like, something that I couldn't have dreamed of just a week ago. And it's, it's, it's incredible that golf allows for these things to happen because, you know, I think the difference between two players any given week is never that big, but it might be 15 to 20 shots that week, but really the, the, the ability of the players, not that far apart. And, and the, the hard work they put in is the same. And, I think it's nice that every player every week gets the opportunity to win. And, you know, I was one of 
Um, however many players this week, I don't even know. It's a field of 144. And, you know, I'm one of 144 that has the opportunity and that has the skill level and that just, you know, happened to have pretty much I had the week of my life. And um, not to say, you know, that, that I haven't been playing this well as of recently. I have been playing really good golf. But, yes, it was in the conditions, it was probably the best golf I've ever played. So, um, I'm just like incredible thankful for the sport and, you know, everyone that um, is involved in giving us the opportunity to play every week. Absolutely amazing and a very inspirational story. Sophia will be joining us on the Fairways of Life show. Stay with us for that. We're also going to be joined by one of the latest winners uh, defined by this week. And he'll be joining us a little bit later on in the program as well. So stay with us for that coverage. BenHoganGolf.com is a great place to go if you're interested in getting some new equipment for your golf bag. Maybe it's the PTX Pro Irons. Those are the irons that we're giving to everyone playing golf with at the French Lick Resort coming up in early October. And I understand there's some additional spots open for that, Dom. Did you say you were able to continue to secure those spots? I'm sure there's a few more popping in there, but... Uh, can we continue to encourage people to join us at French Lick? Always, Matt. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Who doesn't want to go to French? Who doesn't want to play golf right now? With everything going <laughs> on, I mean, it's just, can you can you think of anything else that you want to do right now other than play golf? Especially considering the fact that things are just starting to reopen. Everybody's finally putting masks on, going out, going to the grocery store, going to Home Depot, doing what they need to do. I mean, I don't know about you, Matt, but I feel like a lot of people are itching to do some stuff, and golf should be at the top of your list. That's just me. Well, it is interesting because right now golf is absolutely surging everywhere. Equipment sales uh, as well as uh, rounds played. Uh, I will tell you that I was at a golf shop yesterday with, uh, with Donna, and I won't mention which one I was at, but it was a big golf shop. I mean, massive and they were pretty much sold out of the, a lot of the big-name product, like drivers and, and some of the popular sets and things like that. Their, their golf ball stock looked good, but the, the clubs, were there were a lot of holes, and that, that's not a reflection of how they were conducting their business. It's a reflection of the fact that product is selling so quickly that they're unable to fill it. In fact, I had a conversation with the president of a major golf equipment company recently and he told me that they're behind on all of their orders because of the demand that's out there right now and trying to get product uh, into the pipeline so it's really interesting anyways benhogangolf.com you can check it out the relationship is direct between you and them you don't have to worry about going through retailers they are your tour truck and they can build for you whatever you would like so have when you get an opportunity have and take the time to look at what they have to offer. Know you're going to save a tremendous amount of money for a product that has all the technology. It looks great, and it has the Ben Hogan name on it. As to French Lick, the website is frenchlick.com. If you want the details of our trip, it's fairwaysoflife.com slash frenchlick. And there you can get all the details of it as well. And I love what Bridgestone is doing. They're continuing what I've been telling you guys about the last couple of weeks. And that is if you log on to bridgestonegolf.com and get VFIT, V as in video, you get V-Fit, you have an expert telling you what golf ball is perfect for your game and what you should be playing, and then they send you a sample. You can't ask for anything better than that balance. Just log on to BridgestoneGolf.com. Now, as to what took place on the PGA Tour at the Northern Trust, this is from PGATour.com. You guys know I love to reference these, these different articles that I think are well-written and give us a synopsis of everything that took place. Dustin Johnson looked dominant as he ever has been, and nothing could stop him Sunday at the Northern Trust. 
Not even the weather. Johnson played the final two holes in near darkness after a late storm delay and finished with a birdie for an 8-under 63 and an 11-shot victory over second place Harris English. It was the 22nd victory in his PGA Tour career, and he never made it look so easy. Johnson won his fifth FedEx Cup playoffs event, tied with Rory McIlroy for the most, and now leads the FedEx Cup standings as he returned to number one in the world. He finished at 30 under, a total aggregate of 254. A stake to a five-shot lead over Harris English going into the round, Johnson sent a towering seven iron over the water to a front pin at the par five second. The ball set only eight feet next to pin four and eagle. Two holes later, his three wood was placed perfectly in front of the fourth green for a simple up and down, and that resulted in birdie. It was like that all day. It was like that all week. In fact, he led by five Went out in 30, stretching his lead to seven shots at the turn at the 500-yard 12th hole, where on Saturday he had a tight draw with a six iron to a foot. This time he had a slight fade with a six iron to three feet. That resulted in another birdie. The only drama was whether he could set two PGA Tour scoring records, 31 under par by Ernie Els at Kapalua in 2003, and the 253 by Justin Thomas at the Sony Open in 2017. But after that birdie at the 12th, put him at 29 under. Johnson settled in for four straight pars. He is only the third player to finish 30 under par, joining Els and Jordan Spieth also at Kapalua. So at least he owns records on the mainland. It was reminiscent of Friday when he was 11 under through 11 holes. And the only question was whether he could become the first player to shoot 57. He made seven straight pars. He posted on that day a round of 60. The closing stretch was different. Johnson cares more about trophies than records, and getting his round finished was all that mattered. It was like that three years ago at Riviera where he posted and poised to break Lanny Watkins' 72-hole record at Riviera, the longest standing on the PGA Tour schedule, but he finished with three bogeys over the last 10 holes, playing conservatively, and only later said he didn't know what the record was, nor did he care. English tied tried for his very own record three times matching birdies with Johnson. He finished with a bogey, but it didn't matter by then. He shot a 69. He moved to number six in the FedEx Cup. English started the year without a full card on tour. Now he has locked up a spot on the PGA Tour in the Tour Championship. There's just no stopping Dustin Johnson, though, when he putts and puts all the parts of his game together, and that includes, and in particular, when he's hitting his irons as crisply as he did this weekend, too. Johnson didn't miss a green, in fact, in the final round. Kevin Kistner, who grew up playing golf with DJ as a junior in South Carolina, has seen all of this before. He said to that quoting, he can absolutely dismantle a golf course when he's on. I've been watching it for 25 years. I'm pretty accustomed to it. When he's on, I just step to the side and I try to add to my bank account. End quote. Kistner did that pretty well in, indeed himself. He closed with a 66 well enough that he is in good position in his bid to lock up a spot in the Tour Championship. He said all week he wanted to take care of that at TPC Boston instead of having to deliver next week at the BMW Championship at Olympia Fields, a course he has never seen. The top 70 in FedEx Cup points advanced to the BMW Championship. And there was one shot that mattered when play resumed. Louis Tazen at number 99 in the standings was in the 18th fairway, easily in range of the green on the par 5 closing hole. He managed a two-putt birdie in the near darkness to lock up the 70th spot. Robbie Shelton closed with a 63, enough for him to be among six players to move into the top 70. The others were Eustazen, Harry Higgs, 
Alex Noren, Russell Henley, and Jason Kokrak. Five of the six players knocked out. Um, they all missed the cut, five of those six, including Phil Mickelson. The other was Denny McCarthy, who shot a 73 on Sunday. Now to Phil Mickelson, he'll be playing this week, starting today, in fact, on the PGA Tour champions. When the Fairways of Life show comes back, you are going to hear from the latest winner, he who now has 22 wins on the PGA Tour. Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, all lie in store. Stay with us. It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present. From cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices, a pint and music at a cosy pub. But most of all, enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't travelled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel where there's something for everyone. From Kids Fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old world elegance. Visit our luxurious spa. Indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at FootJoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old US of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boeing Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boeing Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com Welcome back to the Fairways of Life Show. Pleasure to have your company on this Monday, recounting everything that took place 
in the world of golf. I'm excited about having Sophia Popoff on the, the show coming up here in the Fairways of Life show in the next couple of days as well. The game's newest major champion. I'll tell you, it was a major performance for Dustin Johnson. Can you imagine on the PGA Tour, 22 wins now. And second place at the Northern Trust, he finished in 30 under par, is 11 shots behind him. That's how dominating was his performance. Rounds of 67, 60, 64, and 63. Earl Forsey and Mark Wilson were the voices of PGA Tour Radio this past week. PGA Tour Radio, of course, as they do week in and week out, will have radio coverage of the PGA Tour, including this week's BMW Championship. But Earl and Mark... Uh, will give us this recap of everything that took place. Gentlemen, what a week. Well, Matt, thanks. Wow, we had a all-time performance this weekend, Dustin Johnson. I mean, from the 60 on Friday, Mark Wilson, it was just dominance from Dustin Johnson the entire weekend. It was. Uh, only missed four fairways the entire weekend, and he spoke uh, to us about how uh, he was so decisive and, and so confident with his swing. And when he was able to get it in the fairway, uh, whether it was a wedge, whether it was a three iron, he felt confident he was going to hit uh, a good shot. Uh, he really um, won the tournament, I feel like, late Saturday, finishing birdie eagle while Harris English had a little bit of a stumble that opened up uh, the door for him to to have a little stumble on Sunday if it ever happened. In the end, it never happened. He was six under par uh, through eight holes and uh, just cruising to a victory. The only thing that got in the way was Mother Nature, had a little bit of a rain delay. Uh, but in the end, 30 under par, uh, tremendous performance. And we talked about this on the air at the end of the coverage. Now, we know in golf especially, one week does not mean anything the next week, but that's as well and as good as we've ever seen Dustin Johnson play. I played alongside him, and it's very impressive. Uh, anytime you get to play along Dustin Johnson and, and the way he drives it with that little bit of a cut, hits it so far. Uh, but watching him this week, uh, coupled with the putting and, and, and all the putts he made, I mean, he was top 10 in strokes gained putting. Uh, when you're hitting it that well, rolling the putts as well, almost as anybody, uh, certainly going to be tough to beat. And, of course, we're going to watch playoff drama next week. Tiger Woods, very quickly, he's in, but he's got a lot of work to do at Olympia Fields. A lot of work. It's going to need to be a top four finish probably for him. He's got a lot of uh, wins there in Chicago, a lot of wins at the BMW Championship, won that tournament five times, not at Olympia Fields, though. Uh, so Tiger Woods uh, looking good after a 66 on Sunday, his best round of the week, but he certainly has work cut out for him. From a couple of cities, great cities and great bands. From Boston to Chicago, Matt, next week, second event of the FedEx Cup playoffs, the BMW Championship. I love that reference that that's Earl Forsey just made. Earl and Mark, thank you very much for that update. 25 or 624 for Chicago. So PJ Tour Radio will be kicking off through Thursday to Sunday with all four rounds of the BMW Championship. It can be heard on the PGA Tour app. It can be heard at PGATour.com, both of those sites for free. Or if you subscribe to the satellite service in North America, Sirius XM as well. DJ, final round. Bogey free, one eagle, five birdies. He hit 12 of uh, 14 fairways, 18 of 18 greens in regulation, only 29 pots, 22nd career win, second this season. As you recall, he won the Travelers uh, earlier in June. 30th player to reach 22 career wins all time. Third career win at this event. He also won it in 2011 and in 2017. 22 wins is the most on tour since the start of the 2008 season. The largest margin of victory in a tour event since Phil Mickelson won 13 shot by 13 shots. 2006 Bell South 
Classic. The 30 under par is tied with Jordan Spieth at the 2016 Century Tournament Champions for the second best score to par ever in a 72-hole tour event. Ernie Els remembers 31 under after 2003 Century Tournament of Champions. The 254 aggregate total is tied with Tommy Armour III for the second lowest ever in a 72-hole tour event. Justin Thomas at 253 is the leader at the 2017 Sony Open. He finished number one this week in strokes gain, tee to green. Strokes gain, approach the green, and proximity to the hole, and putts per green in regulation. Pretty solid stat right there in terms of strokes gain, because you guys remember strokes gain is a measurement against the average of the rest of the field and what you gain on the rest of the field when you're performing well or the other way. He was 12 under par on both the par fours and the par fives this week, which is remarkable on that golf course. He was perfect eight for 18, greens and regulation for the second time in his career. He did it the final round of the 2017 Century Tournament of Champions. His 187 total score over the last three rounds is the lowest 54-hole score in PGA Tour history. A win not only moved into number one of the FedEx Cup point standings, but number one in the world ranking. Now, after he finished, he had a chance to speak with Kevin Sylvester. This is courtesy of PGA Tour Radio. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously it was the best I've ever, you know, the most under par I've ever shot. But yeah, just all in all, throughout the whole week for four days, um, you know, I swung it the same every day. I felt like I was really in control of the golf ball. I was controlling my distance really well. Hit a lot of really good iron shots. Didn't matter what what club it was, wedges down, you know, to my three iron. I was hitting, you know, quality golf shots. So. Um, you know, I felt I was in control of everything, you know, over the weekend too, I drove it really nicely. I I put in the fairway a bunch. So, um, you know, if I was in the fairway, I really felt like I could attack the golf course just because I was swinging so well with my irons. But yeah, it was a, it was a really good performance this week. Uh, Definitely the best, best one I've ever had. You're now number one in the FedEx Cup point standings. What does that mean to you with just two more playoff events? Yeah, it's, you know, obviously you know, you want to be in, up in that top spot or, you know, close to the top going into East Lake because, you know, especially with the new format in the FedEx Cup, it's, uh, you know, obviously you want to start, you know, as far ahead as you can because it's a tough golf course. And But I like it. It's, uh, you know, the new format, you know, everyone's got a chance to win. You know, so no matter what position I'm in going into East Lake, I'm still going to have to go and play really good golf if I want to win the FedEx Cup. So players that weighed in on that remarkable performance by Dustin Johnson included Webb Simpson, John Rahm, Kevin Kistler. This is courtesy of the PGA Tour and Golf Channel. Dustin's having kind of one of those career tournaments, you know, where, um, you know, he's won, this will be his 22nd win, but this is like as good as it gets. You know, I'm assuming he'll get to 30 under. Um, It's not easy. I know there was a bunch of talk this week I heard from guys that people thought this course was too easy. It's not too easy. Um, anytime you give PJ Tour players soft greens, which they had a bunch of rain, I heard right before we got here, um, and you know a lot of rain yesterday, uh, soft greens give us good scores. I think it was all due to the, you know, how he played that second round, right? I mean, I think they shot, they, they saw that 59 from Scotty, and then he sent six under through four, and still a lot of easy holes to play, and and we know Dustin, you know, I and mean, any any player who gets in a run can get it going, but. Uh, Dustin can get it as low as anybody, and he's showing it right now. That's the type of talent he is. He can absolutely dismantle a golf course when he's on and, and leading the field in putting. Obviously, he drives it straight and and 
arguably the furthest on tour. So when you add those two up, it's pretty much unstoppable. So uh, I've been watching it for 25 years. I'm, I'm pretty accustomed to it. Uh, when, he, when he's on, I just step to the side and try to add up to my bank account. Kevin Kistner with that quote. They're all talking about Dustin Johnson. What about Tiger Woods? I'm going to tell you about him in a second. First, log on to touredge.com. Take a look at their massive product line, something quite literally for everyone, the very best in the world, the Exotics Pro, the Exotics EXS, or for people that are just starting out perhaps with a boxed set. Whatever it is that your game needs or that of those close to you, you can find it at touredge.com, and it includes a lifetime warranty. Ireland.com is where you can see and plan and dream about where you want to go and why not do that. You deserve as much. And while you're doing it, check out the best Lynx golf courses anywhere in the world. Ireland.com for more information on that. Tiger Woods went 68, 71, 73, and 66. Six birdies, one bogey, 10 of 14 fairways yesterday, 16 of 18 greens in regulation, 31 pots. He made over 100 feet of pots, 100 feet, one inch. Hadn't made more than 68 feet of putts in any of his first three rounds so far this week. His best finish in score to par since the Farmers Insurance Open in January at 9-under. His 11th start at the event. He's had zero wins there. His best finish, though, was runner-up twice in 2009 and 2013 at TPC Boston. 82nd career PGA, or 82 career PGA Tour wins, I should say. He's tied with Sam Snead for the most all-time. Tiger addressed the media following. This is from the Flash area. I felt like I, I hit the ball better, I putted better, and everything was just cleaner and better today. Uh, it was good, and I uh, just wish I would have kept the round going a little bit more. I had a couple of nice little eagle looks on the front nine. Uh, it could have been, well, it could have been one of those really low rounds, but I'll, I'll take five under. Rory was just telling us he's had some trouble kind of finding the juice without the fans. It's mm. going on you know, two or three months now. Are you, are you finding that at all? It's different. It is very different. You know, it's... Uh, well, one of the, you just don't know where. Well, you still don't know where the ball lands up. Sometimes, you know, you're expecting the roars and you just don't hear anything. You know, we hit uh, three really, what well, we thought damn good shots in the 11 to that back left panel with three irons. Nothing. You know, they're they're all three inside 15 feet. Normally, you would get uh, huge ovations. Like even today at nine, uh, we didn't know if that ball was short of the green or not. And it happened to be within two and a half feet. You know, those are things that uh, are, are very different. Obviously, the energy is not anywhere near the same. Um, there's no, there isn't the same amount of anxiety and pressure and people yelling at you and trying to grab your shirt or hat off you. You know, this is a, this is a, a very different world that we live in. Yeah, shooting your best round of the week in the, in the last round. I imagine you're very pleased with your, your energy levels mm. and how your body feels. Yeah, that, uh, today was good. You know, today was what well, I thought was good all the way around. I, I hit a lot of good shots. My, my body feels pretty good. Uh, you know, this is going to be a long haul either way. And, you know, hopefully I, I wish I would have played a little bit better this week to make myself make it a little bit easier to me on me next week to try and get into Eastlake. Uh, but this is going to be if I played well four out of five weeks. So uh, it was going to be a busy stretch either way. I think it was Friday had back-to-back birdies on the back nine, 15, 16, maybe, something like that. And, and normally in that situation, you got 5,000 people screaming mm. their head off. Do you feed off that? And is it different? Always than, have, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've played in there. front of thousands of people ever since I turned pro and on 24 years ago. So uh, it was. it's always been odd when I haven't played in front of people. And 
you know, it's in in one way it's it's been nice not to you know between green and tea not get tapped on or people trying to grab stuff off you or trying to pull your glove out of my pocket. You know, those are things you know I've have to deal with for a very long time. Uh, but yeah, if you hit good shots, you get on on nice little ro- uh, nice little runs. We still don't have the same energy. We don't have the same uh, fan energy. Uh, it is different. You know, normally you may have like a Thursday or Friday morning round when there's no one out here. By the time you get around the turn, it starts people start coming around. But it's been like that from the word go. And yeah, it, it is. It is very different. I don't know if you'll understand this. I tried to ask Roy this. Is there mm-hmm. is there a different? Well, look at yesterday for example. Is there a different feeling? going off the green when you make birdie or bogey in terms of what you get it's all the same isn't it whether it's a birdie or a double or right now yes um but before all this happened uh there was certainly a a much different feeling and uh, now yeah but you have to understand you know i've played in front of cameras you know for the last 24 years and so that people have always looked for emotion or looked try to get under my hat with cameras and people uh, photographers so that hasn't changed um, I probably have you know more more crews now following me because they they pull when I pull in the parking lot they have film crews when I walk on the clubhouse you know everywhere I go every every range session putting sessions filmed every shots being dissected only difference is we just don't have the fan energy and uh, it's so much easier to get from you know one of the things that we've all talked about is you know we all want to practice more now um, because it's so much easier to get work done than it has been in the past. You know, practice rounds and pro ams have been much easier to navigate, and uh, so that that has been probably the only positive to all of this. Throw out your score for this week, in particular, but in general, have you lost? Do you think a little bit of an advantage? Given the the the, um, the experience you have with what you've talked about for Absolutely. 20 years and now. Well, and anyone who has, yeah, anyone who's played in front of thousands of people, um, it is very different. You know, but, you know, reading between you know twenty and forty thousand people screaming and yelling, um, that's always been one of the things I've become accustomed to. The guys who have played with me who haven't become accustomed to it may have only experienced one round here and there. That's been every round I've I've played you know, for over two decades. So that's. That advantage, you know, for for me and some of the other top players who've been out here a while who have experienced it, um, trying to deal with that, all that noise and the movement, um, that experience is no longer there. Um, you know, also I think that's one of the reasons why you're seeing so many more low low scores now. Um, guys are are frequently at more. Uh, you just don't have the same type of um, of energy. You guys aren't shooting as quiet. As high rounds as and there only would. So how do you think you? How would you assess the way you played these three starts since the restart? Yeah, I haven't certainly haven't played my best. You know, I haven't really played that much. Um, this has been a, a very different year for all of us, and uh, you know that's one of the things that uh, you know we've all had to make adjustments. And for me, I I'm just now starting in, into the rhythm and flow of competing and playing again uh hopefully it gets better and better and uh, peaks at the open you look at projections now or do you wait till next sunday uh, i don't know what it is right now i think i saw on the board on 
17, I was 57th in, in points. I don't know what that is going to be at the end of the day, but I should be about right, somewhere on the near 60. And I don't know what it's going to be, uh, what the number is going to be for me to move on uh, to East Lake, but obviously a, a W definitely gets it done. You have fond memories of Olympia Field? Say again? Fond memories of Olympia Field? I haven't been there since he opened, so um, it's going to be neat to get back there and, and take a look at the golf course and see the changes they've made. Uh, the golf course, obviously, is going to be a lot longer than when we played it, so uh, need to get back there and take a look. I didn't like the rough. I, I kept sticking the ground that week. was one of the weeks I kept laying the club down, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully it'll be a little bit better this week. Did you catch it? Did you? Did you consciously have something different in mind before the start of today's round than you did yesterday or coming off of yesterday? Just basically, I would imagine trying to race a lot of what happened yesterday. Well, I'll just get off to a better just get off to a better start than I did yesterday, which I did. Uh, I just forgot the whole part of make it uh, continue it. Uh, I just didn't quite do that, and I sort of had my looks. I had a nice little putt at, at ten. Uh, probably was the momentum stopper. Make that one. I'm you know I have seven birdies for ten holes, and you know off I'm running to the. You know, a couple of the harder holes on the back nine. Uh, didn't quite make that and make a mistake at, at 18 and tuck my shot in the one spot you can't put it in. But there was nothing consciously that you thought of differently coming into today that you, that you had. No, every day is different. You know, that's, that's golf. You know, shot to shot's different. So um, that's the ebb and flow of, of playing golf. Tiger Woods addressing the media following his final round yesterday at TPC Boston of a 66. He was dead on with his FedEx Cup points. He moved from 49th to 57th as he will be moving on to Chicago for the BMW Championship in the week that lies ahead. We'll keep you up to speed in everything that is going on there. want to welcome everybody who's joining us from around the world on this Monday morning. Your company is most welcome indeed. Matty here with you. Dominic is behind the glass as he is Monday through Friday. We're live at 8 a.m. Eastern time every day, and then immediately this show becomes a free on-demand podcast that is available all over the globe. The name, the performance will be heard all over the globe. The PGA Tour Champions is one of the big tours on the global stage. And Shane Birch is its newest champion. He, a multiple-time winner amongst golf's professional ranks, six professional wins overall. He just collected, as mentioned, that first PGA Tour Champions victory and only his second start on tour. And he did it with an eagle in a playoff, no less, against some big names as well across all tours. Now, this includes the PGA Tour, Corn Ferry Tour, Champions Tour, etc. Shane has compiled an amazing 522 events. He has those six wins, as I mentioned. He has 36 top tens in that mix as well. It is an absolute delight to welcome to the Fairways of Life show and say congratulations to Shane Birch. Thank you very much, Matt. Appreciate it. When you were down the stretch, your emotions after the victory were evident and clear and understandable. But when you were in the heat of the battle, was there any point, Shane, that your mind wanted to cast ahead to to what this could mean if you broke through it and won this event? Or were you able to stay focused throughout? Oh, yeah, I'd have to say my mind started wandering a little bit because, uh, you know, things weren't going so great during the round. I wasn't, I couldn't get the putts in the hole. And so I started thinking because Ray compiled a list of everything that it meant to me, you know, the night before. And 
the morning before because I didn't play till twelve thirty-five. So when it was, you know, slowly slipping away, I uh, was thinking about it for sure. But when I got second light there on eighteen, and Kenny hit it against the rocks, and uh, I thought I had a chance to, you know, get into a playoff. Uh, you know, I had to grind out a par there. That was the, probably the hardest hole I've ever played. But uh, you know, when I when I got to the playoff, everything immediately clicked, and I just told my caddy Freddie Sanders, I said, "I'm making eagle here." So um, <laughs> that eagle, a emotional that, right now. Could thinking you? About it, but yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Could you take us through that eagle? I mean, literally take us from your tee shot, what you were looking at, what your sight line was, how you avoided that bunker on the right that gobbled up everybody else. Just take us through it. It was it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I got to hit third, so I saw the first two go in that right bunker. There was a, a, a crosswind that wasn't super heavy, but if it got it up in the air at all, you know, it could take it over there to the right. Luckily, I hit kind of a right-to-left flight, and I said, well, that's the last place. So I, I purposely was just trying to hit it in that other bunker. I mean, it's not a hole that you're going to hit three-wood off of. It's almost 600 yards. So... Mm-hmm. The other bunker's 340 yards away, and I'm no Bryson DeChambeau, but I got it only one yard from the bunker. <laughs> and wow. uh, I was uh, in the rough a little bit, um, kind of some scruffy zoysia rough that's pretty thick-bladed. And uh, I had a, a clean path to the ball, but I had to hit the ball, you know, through the rough, you know, on its way to its flight. So it really didn't get up in the air very much, but it was pretty much a knuckleball because of the lie. And... I couldn't have landed it in a better place, but, uh, you know, it was really well thought out and planned out. I mean, that's exactly what I was trying to do is use that. There's a big, you know, bank to the right of the green and I just banked it around there and, uh, you know, it came out perfect. When you were standing over that with your, with your putter, could you talk to us about what, how much movement that it had in it, what you were thinking about and just take us inside of your heart and mind as, as that putt was struck and fell. Well, Luckily, even that's where my day started there by not getting up and down from about eight feet behind that exact spot. I was in the rough just right on that same line, and I hit a real good chip, but it's a very, very fast slope there, and so I had a really good idea on the line, and uh, I knew I had to make it. I mean, Bernard was there. He had a six-footer, and, you know, he's not going to miss that putt. Kenny had a real good chance still for birdie, too, and... uh, you know, I just, I knew I had to make it right there. And I just put it about, you know, it was a couple cups outside the left and didn't have to hit it very hard, which was probably a good thing for me at that moment. I was having, I was struggling a little bit with uphill putts during the day. But uh, under pressure, I always want to have a downhill putt. And I got a downhill putt and, and it went right in. I was, I was thrilled. Absolutely amazing. So Shane, now that you had this breakthrough uh, on the tour that you had it against who you had it, all of it that, that it represents, what does it change for you? Is, in other words, is this a validation of what you've already known or does it in fact change you in terms of your, your competitive mindset and posturing? I'd say it's a validation. I mean, it, it'll, it changes my life for sure, but I, uh, it's a validation. I felt like I could win on the PGA tour when I was there, if given the right circumstances. And, you know, I wasn't going to be a 10 or 12 time winner out there. Probably maybe if I would have broken through when I was a lot younger, but, uh, I was still learning the game and learning my swing and learning how to control myself. And, uh, 
you know, I knew I could compete against anyone in the world, and, uh, you know, there was just, just proof of it, really. It was validation, I would say, it was the biggest thing. When you were so emotional, rightfully so, after this breakthrough victory, could you share with us, if we may, what, what those emotions were, where they were coming from? Oh, basically, just like you said, from all the hard work and, you know, the, a little bit of the day almost slipping away from me and then getting it. And then I was starting to realize that all the things I thought about the night before and everything were, were coming true all of a sudden, just in those few seconds. And, uh, you know, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of an emotional guy when it comes to things like that. And so, yeah, it was just an accumulation, accumulation of everything really. I'm curious, Shane, did you get any sleep that night before? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, <laughs> not, not the best sleeper anyway, but I, I can remember, uh, for instance, way back years and years ago, I was in contention and going into the final group at the Sony Open in Hawaii, and I was playing with David Toms and, gosh, I can't believe, maybe Chad Campbell and David Toms in the final round, and I was so nervous. I mean, I didn't sleep at all that night. But this was nothing like that. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I slept pretty good, yeah. When you have 522 starts on all of these tours, and then you break through, we hear time and again that, that golf can be a lonely sport, uh, that it is a singular sport. But I've never really believed that, Shane, myself. I still think in order to be a champion, you have to have a team, a family around you that supports who and what you are. This victory for you, is there someone or someones that you shared it with? Who would that be? Absolutely. My wife, um, my kids. We were. My wife was moving in, my oldest daughter, to Hillsdale College. So she wasn't here for the actual victory. But we, um, you know, the, I've had a great support team all along my coach jesse blackwelder out in lubbock texas uh i've been with him for over 30 years you know just all the different groups of friends that i have from the different courses i play at and the different places i've been uh an unbelievable support group really um yeah it's just great to to show them that you know i i haven't been just screwing around all these years i've been you know, trying That's to sure. get to this moment. Were you, was your wife and your daughter, were they able to watch the broadcast? And how soon were you able to speak to them? What was that like? I spoke with them after the ceremony and everything. They were able to watch the playoff. They got to see the playoff. They had just gotten to uh, Detroit. And I guess they watched wow. it in the airport. They got to see it, yeah. Can you imagine their so. emotions? Yeah, it must have been pretty crazy. My wife's here now. She got back here yesterday, so she's here for this next one. And uh, we had a nice celebration last night. We had a nice <laughs> dinner, and we went and did some fly fishing together. We each caught a couple fish, and uh, that was how we spent our evening. That's awesome, dude. You know, on your website, uh, birchgolf.com, you actually talk about taking people on fishing trips and golfing trips and all together. I'm curious if that coaching aspect of your life is – something that you did because it was a passion of yours to to improve others games or was that something that you needed to do to bridge the time and place in your life and where where will that kind of fit now do you think well it's exactly uh both of what you just said it was 
it was a necessity really i was looking to make some money i needed to make some money and i never planned on being a just a golf instructor or golf coach but uh i did some of that this last year and a half but i've always had an envision a friend of mine uh who played the tour for a long time eric johnson he's out in your eugene oregon we fly yeah. fish together all over the country and uh we had this idea a long time ago of golf on the fly and basically, you know, a golf trip that included golf with a, you know, at the time, just a corn fairy tour winner, but now I can add a champions tour winner there. But, you know, it's like a pro-am type event with golf and fly fishing included and, you know, instructional stuff along the way, but more just a time for fun, you know, and people, I've always thought that people would really enjoy that. I don't know if you noticed on that website that it hasn't had one hit. <laughs> but, I didn't but, notice that. But I, uh, I pretty much shut it down. I'm glad it's still up. I just It was something to pass time and try to make some money and an idea rather than just give hourly lessons. And uh, it's definitely something I would like to do in the future. But I've always had my mind set on exactly what I did two days ago and it's just something that I would, would like to do here and there and maybe turn it into something 10 years down the road after a, you know, a good 10-year run out here. But uh, that's basically where that sits. And I, I just feel like there's a, there's a niche there for that. I mean, lots of, lots of guys like to take golf trips. Lots of guys like to take fishing trips. And uh, to combine it into one, I, I feel like it would work. You know, I just didn't get it fully, fully organized. I actually think that you have the the seedlings of an idea that would be fantastic. Cause you look at all the guys that are the PJ tour champions that are mad about fishing, particularly fly fishing. If we're talking about you or, or Mark Lemire, whoever it is. And if you could yeah. put together a competition that included a stroke play aspect, as well as maybe, uh, you know, somehow you get, you get weight of the fish that you catch and dot, dot, da. That sounds like a really yeah. fun format. I, I would, I, wouldn't that be awesome? I had thought about things like that. Yeah. I mean, usually we measure trout, in inches rather than pounds you know you always talk about bass and like oh a four pounder three pounder five pounder but we usually talk about trout in inches you know and uh, anything over 15 inches is a nice trout you get into the 20 inches you're you're in a trophy size size trout and yeah i, I thought about a system like that exactly but uh, again it was just basically thoughts and uh, but i i think it's something that that could work really yeah a little competition a couple day competition of you know maybe two rounds i had it designed as maybe two rounds of golf and a day of fishing but you know anyway it could go it could be you could do it any way you want but uh that would be something fun for the for the guys to kind of compete a little bit during the uh the event yeah i know that fitness is important to you as well shane birch and and being the young gun on the PGA Tour champions, what's it like for you to feel like you're the guy out there again? Now you're now you're the young guy in the field that you're playing against. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I know you guys have heard this name a lot lately, but um, Bryson DeChambeau's guy, Greg Roshkoff, has been my guy for about 20 years, and uh, I'm just real fortunate to have him. Of course, I don't look like Bryson, and I don't have maybe the work ethic of him, but I would like to uh, take it to another level so I can you know, be a little more fit and maybe last as long as Bernard out here. But, uh, I've, again, that's just another guy that's in my corner and, uh, I'm very lucky to have him. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been key. I've, I've gotten myself in 
you know, better shape in this last year and a half, all leading up to my run at trying to get through the Q school and everything. And, uh, you know, it's, it's worked out so far, but I definitely would like to hit it at another level. Absolutely love it. Uh, Shane Birch, uh, just to spread some love here uh, for your sponsors as well, who have you aligned yourself with? Who helped you to do what you did? Oh, really, there's only three guys, me, myself, and I, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't have much going on right now. I really don't. Uh, a friend of mine from Denver, uh, Michael Denon with ePay Data, was, you know, I've worn his emblem for a long time, but he always teases me that, I'm the only one in golf that actually pays him to wear an emblem. So it's basically, uh, it's just a kind of a funny joke between us. But, uh, you know, I, I really, I really don't have a lot going on right now. I've always done things on my own. I've been able to just barely get by my whole career. I did, I did have to gather up a couple sponsors one year on the corn ferry and I had a great year. I actually got my card that year through the tour and was able to pay them off. And, uh, but besides that, We've done it on our own, and uh, it's time now to start putting money back into my retirement fund, if you know what I mean. I do indeed, and I, I think that that's what lies in the, the future for you, Shane Birch, because the, the win was so impressive, and it showed the fire that burns within, the ability to perform at the time and place. You took us through exactly what your thinking was, even down the final stretch there. There was clarity, and then there was execution. We're proud of what you did, really excited about everything that lies in store for you, and I know there's going to be people knocking on your door and calling and saying, hey, we want to put our logo, maybe it's Orvis or somebody like that, alongside of what you're doing. We wish you great success with all of it. Thank you so much for joining us, Shane. It's awesome. Uh, very much appreciate it, Matt. Thanks a lot. It's my honor. Talk to you soon. Shane, see you. Shane Birch joining us. Uh, the newest winner on the PGA Tour Champions. Big week for the PGA Tour Champions because Phil Mickelson is deciding, you know what, I'm playing some golf. I didn't make it to the BMW Championship on the PGA Tour, but I'm playing well enough that I want to keep going. So he's going to start today on the PGA Tour Champions. Let's see what lies in store for Shane and everybody else that will be competing as the season continues to roll on on the PGA Tour champions. Thank you for joining us today, folks. It was great to spend some time with you tomorrow. We're going to go a little bit deeper into the analysis of everything that took place in the week that was at the Northern Trust and its implications going forward to the BMW championship. And that includes those who work their way into the elusive bubble and those who are outside of it now. Their season will end for the next couple of weeks. And We'll talk about what that could mean for them as well. One of those voices that you'll be hearing from tomorrow will include Rory McIlroy. Sophia Popoff will be joining us, the newest major champion in the game of golf. Very much looking forward to that as well. And a few more surprises as we continue down the pathway in this week in which the FedEx Cup playoffs continue to roll on. May wherever you're rolling on be a safe one today. We'll see you again tomorrow, 8 a.m., live Eastern time for the Fairways of Life show, as we are Monday through Friday. Then you can hear us on demand whenever you want to, wherever you want to, and always for free. Goodbye for now. Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. 
so you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on footjoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra-stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra-wide, Footjoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with a golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit footjoy.com slash shoe finder today. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgetone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, I made superior product. So I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgetone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create to help me win golf tournaments. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with thegolftravelgroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf, we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour-quality products and factory direct prices. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Kaur, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected streamsongresort.com